Hi there. Welcome to Bias the Chinese. This is purely, deeply, truly personal. I'm a Mananian Chinese mainlander, and I've spent the first thirty years of my life in China, which means I've been through the reform and opening up, the earthquake in two thousand eight, the build up of the Great Firewall, and lastly the COVID nineteen. In this podcast. I just want to give a common individual Chinese perspective on the things happening, because I'm sick of propaganda, and I simply don't want to be represented by anyone else without my consent. Like millions of the commoners in China, here's what I think. Love you, love your dog. Lock you, lock your money. This is the overall conclusion of my thirty years' life in China. After going through abusive childhood, traumatic exam-oriented selection system, patriarchal Confucius, ideological propaganda, cyber police, and the last end barrier I found is unexpectedly a bank card. If you ask me how far away are Chinese people from the world, I'd say a bank card away. Before leading to my point, here I need to give you some unobtrusive facts, which is vital in analyzing China's financial status quo. First, six hundred million people earn less than one hundred thirty-seven dollars a month in China till twenty twenty-one. This data is announced by China's ex-premier during a national conference in pandemic era. Unfortunately, the day after I put down this sentence, the news came out that the ex-premier was dead from a heart attack shortly after his retire from the seat, which caused quite a surprise and some rumor you can imagine. Second, the majority of Chinese people don't have access to a credit card. Not mentioned to Visa or Mastercard. That is to say, all their money is kept in Chinese banks, and fixed in the circulation of domestic market. Third, Chinese people can't exchange foreign currency as they like it, and the exchange rate is manipulated by the Bank of China, which is different from the global market. In case some carry foreign cash back from the traveling, thus. To get a foreign bank account is a privilege for those who have enough money. For example, to open a Citibank account in China requires at least 100k USD deposit, or enough knowledge. For example, studying abroad to do so. And privilege is called privilege because it always belongs to the one percent. Most of the Chinese people's assets is therefore locked and nailed in the geographic zone of China. Despite the globalization, this invisible lock is, for now, the most powerful tool I've seen to enslave the mass. Or I should say, money is invented for this purpose, but people somehow forget about it because it exists so long in our history that we take it for granted. Maybe not so long, just within two hundred years. For more detail, please check that 
the first device on years by David Gramber. Now let's get to China's real estate bubble. Western media are fanning up this apocalyptic thing, as I remember, since 2007. And the latest warning was in August, when U.S. President Joe Biden said China is a ticking time bomb. I got it instantly, what he referred to, and I laughed. In case you don't have the background information, Evergrande and Country Garden are two property giants in China. And respectively, the former is in debt of 300 billion USD, the latter 200 billion USD. Yes, they are a tip of iceberg, and yes, there will be ripple effect. And correct, real estate contributes a quarter of China's GDP. You're right; it looks gloom and doom. But only in Western perspective, China is not United States nor United Kingdom. Imagine you blaming a Chinese toddler for not being able to recite Shakespeare. Who's really mad here? Personally, the reason I think that makes U.S. so mad is because most of the debt that those property companies own are from the U.S. In other words, the one percent in the U.S. don't earn enough profit, and worse, they don't get their money back. This is understandable, right? I also wish my borrower dead when he can't return my money, but you know, too young, too naive. It's a comment given by ex-ex president of China who died last year, and who was at the time very close to the U.S. This is a comment he gave to retort the journalist around the dispute on Hong Kong's democracy. Too young, too naive. It hurts, but it is true in some way.